You're listening to the Ball and Beats Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Ball and Beats Podcast. It's a little bit different. We are without our boy Spencer today, uh, but we have a good friend of mine, Nick Schroeder. How are you, sir? I, I'm fantastic, man. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. As you have your own show with other people, you can shout that out real quick if you want to watch. Are we, are we talking about the FCC? Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll abbreviate it for, for our podcast. We'll yeah. abbreviate it for our podcast, but uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll add a link in the description on the episode for it. Uh, but yeah, we're doing a different type of episode. We, and it's been a long time since we've really uh, talked about the beats of, yeah. this, of the, uh, this podcast. We are the Ball and Beats podcast after all. Uh, but it's about time we go away from the ball just for a little bit and talk a little bit about the beats. So... Uh, 2022 has been an interesting year for rap music, as we are all interested in. That's what we oh, like. Man. We all like. <laughs> it has been an interesting year of like uh, albums and and stuff. But I personally don't think a lot of the albums that have dropped have really lived up to expectations. No, I I agree. It's there's only been a few that have yeah. been good. But Slim the, Pickens. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel like most albums maybe have had like one or two good songs here and there, but as a whole, mid like it, there's nothing special for rap music this year. And honestly, I feel like the only good albums that we've had are like from more lower name artists, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah, we all heard about like the top tier, you know, rappers in the game right now. We heard about the baby dropping and Lil Baby dropping, but I think. It, the people that we don't hear about actually put out some good work. Yeah. yeah. Because Lil Baby's album, and I'm a Lil Baby fan, and honestly, there's only one or two songs off that album that I'll actually <laughs> listen to. But the rest of the album, honestly, was not that good. I, it I, wasn't. I think part it of the bad. issue, I think part of the issue with a lot of these main artists is they're almost I wouldn't say putting out this almost the same kind of stuff. It's almost like they're not trying new stuff. Yeah. Like, I would almost probably like an album more if they even just tried something new. Like Drake. Like, I don't I necessarily agree. have to, like, truly like it, but I feel like I might like it a little more if you just tried something like, different. Drake's last album, the Dancehall album. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't really like it, but at the same time, I liked that he was trying something new. Yeah. Like, it was it was different. We just weren't on his wave yet. I'm not yeah. Gonna, I'm not going to lie. I like it more now than when I first heard it. I thought it was, I thought it was trash when I first heard it. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was... It's terrible, but now I like it a little bit better. I'm probably still not going to listen to it, to be completely <laughs> honest. I'm just, I'm going to wait for this new Drake album to drop oh, the, with the, 21 the, Savage. Yes. That, that should probably be a fire album. Yes, 100%. Uh, I don't, like, I, I there's a lot of albums I look at that I've listened to this past year, and I'm just there, like, I don't really know what's the best one. Uh, there really isn't one to me that, like, sticks out as the best over the rest. Like I said, I think you have to kind of get more into like some of the more like lesser known people. Like JID, JID dropped a fire album. That was that. That was a great album. Yes. And then on top of that, Earth Gang also dropped an album earlier this year 
which if I got to say, I think it's like a tie between the, both of those albums. Those rappers from Dreamville, honestly. Mm, yes. Something else, man. Especially that D-Day, coll- like that cl- collab album. I mean, that was good. That was a good, yeah. Oh my, that was a good album. I'm not even, I don't even know if this is even from this year, but uh, it might be. But I'm, I like Doughboy from Cleveland, the rapper Doughboy. I was I the like album his. from this year? I think it was. I think it was in March of this year. You don't know Doughboy? No, actually, I do not you know do Doughboy. You do not know Doughboy. Oh, <laughs> I do. I'm going to have to put you on some Doughboy. But I think that's maybe one of the better albums of the year. Uh, there, that's a, like, if you look at all these main artists, like, I mean, you don't. They're not even amigos anymore. It's just Quavo and Takeoff. They don't but have that, offset. That anymore. album, bro, for real. That album wasn't even good either. If I'm being honest, I tried to listen to it. and It just, it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't the same. In my opinion, you need to have all three of them together. Yes. Oh, to me, that's to me. Offset's the best one, like lyrically speaking. Cap. I'm an, no, he is best. Cap. Takeoff and Offset are better than Quavo. Takeoff is the best. I'm one saying. Easily. I'm saying. To me, Offset's the best rapper. Takeoff might T- be the best lyricist. Uh, I was going to say, he's got the best bars. The best, he might, he like, the best. Sing, like, when it comes to singing, Quavo's the best. Uh, and the, that's the thing, though. That's what made them work. They had their own thing that they were all good at. You know what I mean? And now For that real. you take, to me, who I believe, I think I think Offset's the best overall rapper out of the three. From I think on his own, he had the best solo album. album. Yes. Yes. For sure. Yes. I'll, I'll give him that. Like, to me, on his own, he can stick out on his own. I don't know how those two on their own would do. Uh, well, I, we saw that with their when they all released those single albums. Yeah, they. I think Takeoff, I want to say, did the worst out of the three of them. Mm-hmm. If I'm correct, I think he really did. I think Quavo might have done the best, but then again, though, I mean, how many... And I'm. I'm not trying to say this. Don't take this the wrong way. How many women that listen to Migos always said that Quavo was the best? And so I think, like, you have some of, like, those people who, like, Quavo's good-looking, and he's he's got a really good voice. Yes. So naturally, people are going to listen to him, I feel like, more out of the three of them. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? He's the most, like, mainstream popular one. Yes. Yeah. Out of, like, he was... Viewed as the quote unquote leader of the group. Yes. Even though Takeoff was legit the leader of that whole group. I think Offset was the leader of that whole group. <laughs> <laughs> <That's kind> of- <laughs> I, I, I just like his overall talent the best, I guess. But take Takeoff, I think everyone always said Takeoff was the best out of them simply because he was the least looked at. I've always thought that. All I got to say is. Read his verse on motorsport. Okay. Nicki fair. Minaj didn't even pick up on that until an interview was conducted after the song was released. That's fair. That's fair. Just saying. Yeah. I, 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 I know Quavo just said like pretty recently that he doesn't see them ever coming back. I, I, that's tough on them. I mean, they had a great run, and all groups it, eventually do come to an end. Was it because True. of quality control? Like, I, bel- I haven't really followed the whole situation on why they're not together. From what yeah. I've heard, even though they're trying to say it wasn't, I believe it was a label issue, from what I've heard. It sounds like, to me, it sounds like quality control might have screwed over Offset in some kind of way. Uh, but I don't necessarily know too much of that whole situation, but um, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It was a group that w- us growing up always – 
you know, listen to. And I'm not, their last couple albums haven't been the greatest. The Culture that. 3 wasn't that good. No. It, it was all right. I, I thought Culture 2 was good, but. Culture and one. Culture 2 is just two. They're both, to me, legendary. Like, oh, yeah. Facts. Legendary albums. I don't remember ever being that hype for an album. Except for when Eminem released the Marshall Mathers LP too. <laughs> oh my god! Like I'm, so, yeah. I'm so serious. Like, like out of albums that like have sequels, like if you name it the blah 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 two, like that's just I feel like automatically those albums kind of get that extra hype over everything because it's like, oh man, that first one was great. He's taking it back to the basics. They're going back to what they know, and it's like, yeah. But even but, honestly, I think the best. One out of the three was honestly the first Culture album because the second one to me was all right. Agreed. And then the third one was honestly not good. No, third one, third one was not good. Second one I think is better than people say. First one's still the best. I thought the second one was a good album. I remember a lot of people were disappointed when it came out, and I, I remember there, a lot. I of people like Culture. Hated it. If, you, if you really look but back I it was at good. it, if you really look back at it, there's like four hits on that album. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That even people who hated it probably like right now, and they don't even realize. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, well, specifically this year as a whole in the rap game, like we said, it, it it just really hasn't been nothing special. And It's been stagnant. Yeah. And I don't it's know. been stagnant about the same. And, like. No one stood out there and gone their own, like. But So, like, this is why I don't know people like Doughboy, though, is because I feel like the game got stagnant because out of nowhere you had the G Erbos and the Sada Babies and the T Grizzlies are like just come to like complete fame out of nowhere. And now everybody's trying to do that same sound. Everybody's trying to you know do what? that I'm, drill. I'm not going to lie. And it's like it doesn't work. I'm not going to lie. G Herbo's newest album is better than any of the... Whoopsie. Did not mean to start playing music. <laughs> but uh, to me, that newest album that he just dropped a couple weeks ago... It's better than Little Babies. It's better, it's better than a lot of the ones that were the most hyped. Like yes. people weren't hyping up Herbos like they were hyping up Little Babies or the Babies or any of these other current ones that have come out in the last month, month and a half. But Herbos was good. Genuinely, like it might be his best project. Yeah, it might be his best project outside personally. of Swervo. Yeah, outside of Swervo, it 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 might be his best work. And it's one that I actually think a lot of people who didn't like Herbo before are going to start becoming Herbo fans now because I think it's that good. It, it really is. I'm a little scared. Not not of there's Herbo, gonna be but... A, there's going to be a lot of these people who hated on him for, like, years. Yeah. And are just now going to be stands of That's how I feel about I Square Vezo. Because yeah. he alluded that he has an album coming out at, by the end of this year. And I like him. I'm a fan. Detroit rap, I'm a yeah. fan. But not many people like him. And I feel like... By the time mm-hmm. the album comes out, people will like him. And he just signed to QC, so that's new and on. And like yeah. he has his song with Little Baby came out last year, I think it came out. And like, yeah. so like he's gaining popularity, but I still think that there's so much like people that just dislike him. But when this album comes out, he's going to have a bunch of new fans. Mm-hmm. Thing is, I'm not even going to act like I've been to day one of Herbo either. I'm not. Yeah. I, I've, he's gradually grown on me over the last like four years. It's taken that long, but this new project is my favorite of his work, and uh, I, I really do see a lot of people really, really vibing with this album. Uh, I might have to take a look at it, check it yeah. out, but I just, I'm tired of that same drill sound, though. Everybody from New York wants to do it. Especially it's, New York rap right now. 
Yeah. I, 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 New I, York I like rap is sound. stale. I like the sound, but it's it's the it's, same. It's the same. It is the same, but I've always loved that like hardcore. It's the sound. same music, but different artists. Yes. It's like Detroit. No, it it's like Detroit yeah. rap. Like it's Detroit rap. It's the same style, but different artists. And that's why I personally think one of the best projects of the whole year isn't even from someone from this country. I believe it's a UK drill artist. His name is Diggity. He's not even the one that's been blowing up here, Central C, that we've heard of. Honestly, I don't even like Central C, if I'm being honest with you. To me, I, I to me, UK drill is almost it's better than it, I think any American drill you can get. It because is. I don't know, man. I, I, I love the, their distinct accent. The greatest drill of all time is, comes is, straight oh, no, I know. from Chicago. Yes, no, I'm not. Yeah. We're not going to debate Chicago drill. <laughs> we're not going to debate Chicago drill in any kind of way. But I think UK drill almost, it, it's it's been there just as as early as Chicago drill really has. It it has, but no one here ever really knew about it until like. I've tried, man. And, until that guy, like, until like us, uh, I think it was Skepta or uh, yeah. Big Shack. Big Shack. Those two guys kind of brought it over, like as people over here kind of saying it more as like memes more than anything. I was gonna say the first time I think I heard Skepta was when ASAP Rocky featured him mm-hmm. on his testing album. Yeah, which honestly I think that's why some of these albums that we're saying are like better than any of the mainstream stuff because like it's it's different. Like these are artists who are out here like actually doing something different right like it's just i don't know everything that just sounds the same that's trying to be pushed into the mainstream like i think it's going to start weeding itself out for sure eventually i think people are starting to get tired of it like i don't know if you guys seen that video of uh little baby when he was in that in that studio he's sitting there going ham to one of his songs and like everybody was just kind of sitting there like yeah they didn't know what to do you for real like and honestly, what is this? And I, and I think partially it's because uh, I feel like sometimes people just want something more than just like that stereotypical lyrics. You know what I mean? Like some people, at least here, modern modern rap music, a lot of people pay attention to more of the beat than they yes. actually do to the lyrics. And if you listen to the lyrics, it's all a bunch of the same. Yes. Unless you yeah. get that artist who is like very genuine in their work. They put in a lot of time and effort into their lyrics. Like Earth some people. Gang. Well, the thing is, there's, yes. there's also some people who don't even need to put in the time and effort. They just can do that and go freestyle. Yeah, and it'd be something like special. You know and, what I mean? And going back to UK True. rap, I honestly I didn't even start listening to UK rap until 2017 when I was introduced to um, Skepta and uh, Giggs on Drake's album More Life. Yeah, I like, I, I had known about. Uh, it, it is funny how my favorite YouTuber KSI got me into UK rap. It wasn't even because of like his own music, but seeing like other songs pop up under his feet after, like you had the JMEs, the gigs, the P Moneys, you got uh like I said, Digga D, who I think is like one of the best drill artists in general in this in the game right now. Can we talk about how KSI's music like is actually fire? Like the dude's actually like It's not just me. It like he's me. he's actually like a good rapper. He, he, he's he's grown into like being a okay. Yeah. He's grown He's into had being, a lot of growth. Not yeah, even he has. not even rap. Like he's not even almost a rapper. He's just an artist. Just yeah, just his music in general. Like I He can actually sing now. I think like the dude's actually just a good musician. You can tell honestly. he's put in the work to get to yeah. that. 
you know, you can't always just be the greatest thing right out the gate. You know what I mean? No. Sometimes people got to put in the work. It takes can, time. Sometimes can, it takes time. You can tell he put mm-hmm. in the work. Uh, he's my, he might not be he but, might not be doing the numbers here like he will where he's from. You know what I mean? But because he's getting like almost number ones all the time or close to number ones, top fives anyway, consistently. And he number also one album has when he drops. the goat as a feature. <laughs> Lil Wayne. He does have Lil Wayne as a feature. The GOAT. I have heard, I don't know if it's fully true, but I have heard KSI doesn't pay an awful lot for his features. I've heard he, I've heard people almost pay to have him on songs now. For real? I've heard people pay to have him on songs now. Yeah. And apparently there's rumors of like on his next album that he's supposed to be dropping, I think some point next year of like top tier, like musicians ever kind of people on his, on his tracks. So that's fire. Yeah. Hey, don't try and get Snoop Dogg in your music. He charges 250k for a feature, and then he charges 250k to be in the music video. And let's be real, it's Snoop Dogg. Snoop I mean, Dogg, yeah, but like, Snoop Dogg had a good like first four albums. <laughs> but let's be real, like Snoop Dogg's just a cool dude. Like he's known how to market himself and get his name out there. Yeah. I I love Snoop Dogg. I do think that he's still a legend. But let's be real. He's not that great of a rapper to be charging two hundred fifty a quarter of a million dollars. At least, like currently, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say if, like if back is, in the if this, if this was like nineteen ninety five. Heck, even 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 it. like two thousand one. No, <laughs> but he I mean? but the, like, this was, this interview was from this clip from the interview. It's about two years ago. Yeah. yeah. No. S- Snoop, I, I think it's almost just because of who he is as himself now, yeah. more than anything else. I mean, he's, he, people he, are going to listen to it regardless. He's, char- he's, yes. like, he's not oh. charging for music. He's charging for his name. For real. No, and honestly, there's so many people who are, who are definitely are willing to do that because it is Snoop Dogg. He is an absolute legend, and he's almost becoming a legend in other things, not just music anymore. Yeah. So. No, I mean, the, he's just, he's an entertainer. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, and like I said, like, you know, all respect to Snoop Dogg, but it's like, you know, after, like, he got done with No Limit, like, you could just tell, like, I feel like musically, like, he kind of declined a little bit. But also, like, you know, props to him because he was trying a lot of different stuff, though, as well on each of those albums. Well, I remember... I remember but he's he, just like, a good entertainer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's been him and movies, Martha. TV shows. Martha Stewart. <laughs> I mean, he was a he was a Little League coach for football. He still he was, is. He runs his own league I mean, in, in South Central LA. So, I mean, what he does... I mean, he had his life. He grew up and he did what he did. But he's obviously, besides, that's one thing I respect about Snoop Dogg as well, is the fact that he's not trying to have people do the same things he did. That's a changed man right there. It really is. Yeah, that is is a changed man. He may be still deep. He's still definitely deep into that stuff because he's. Oh, yeah. Once once you're in, you can't 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 get get out. out. But he's been trying so hard to not have. But he's untouchable because he's Snoop Dogg. He, He. Genuinely is untouchable. And he's literally doing this so other kids don't have to do what he did. Which I, re- I genuinely, uh, that's, that's. And that's respect. what you want. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah. You don't want, you don't want, like, these people who look up to you to do the same things that you did. You want them to have a better life. Right. Like, I know in class we, we talked about Hove and, yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff yeah. like that. But, like, I, Snoop Dogg, that is somebody that I would say, like, that's, as of, like, right now, like, that is a stand-up individual. Like, oh, yeah. He, 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 he's done what he's done, and he's grown as a man. Yeah. And he even, you know, people, you know, can they can say what they want about 
marijuana. Anyway, you know, we people can say whatever they want about it. Who cares? He does that, but I mean, it's, it's legal in how many states? It, it is. Yeah. I mean, right. On. But you know, people can still hold a judgment because of you know generational stuff. But uh, he he's he's done a lot, and he's and he's like a grown man now. You know, I mean, he's what is he fifty five or something like that? No? Yeah, he's, he's, he's old man. He's getting old, and he he's a legend. He's a he's a legend. Most definitely. Um, I mean, I think the only person who wouldn't have to pay for a feature is Eminem. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. They, they had the, they had their beef. Remember, yeah. they had a beef for like a solid year, but then as men, Honestly. as men, they got over it. Yeah, and they made a song together. I also love how Fact. the finally. I, I love how the game dissed Eminem, and Eminem hasn't done anything since. Bro, that Eminem. was like a ten minute long diss track. It was genuinely the worst song for all year. What? It was the worst song in maybe the. De- of the 2020s. I mean, and he literally it named it the Black Slim Shady. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone's going to call themselves the Black Sh- Slim Shady, it is not the game. It's his <laughs> co-friend 50 Cent. It's, <laughs> it is not the game. It's, no, fun- it's just funny to me about how, how he talked about how he would never diss Eminem. And then he goes on to do that. But then Eminem has not responded. I know. For like, real. <laughs> but, That's wild. Um. Yeah, it's it's just crazy, man. Uh, Fifty Cent and Eminem are a, an absolute goaded duo in yeah. in rap music. Oh, fact. Those those two are like Bonnie and Clyde. They really are. They're they got each other's backs for everything. Yes. You know, so, uh, but you think that they're the best duo? I didn't. I, didn't I wouldn't say best. They're not really a duo. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, as like they they came up together almost. You know what I mean? A little, I mean, Fifty came a little bit after. Yeah, but if it both, wasn't for Dre, they wouldn't have never met anyway. They would have never met anyway. But they, I don't see that relationship ever falling apart. Well, but Eminem was the one who really put Fifty Cent on. I mean, no, with yeah, Shady right. Records, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not wrong, <laughs> not wrong in that. But they've they've got like some kind of connection that you 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 don't see falling apart because you've seen so many other. Artists have oh. a fall, have a falling out. No, for real, didn't like one of them. Like their birthday just came up or whatever. And I remember, like over the summer, I was seeing that video, and like Fifty Cent or it was Eminem. Regardless, it was one of the two. Like posted a whole ass video on their Instagram about Happy Birthday, man. That's mm-hmm. really been my boy since day one. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm like, they really man. Have. That's that's a good friendship. Yeah, like, that, that, that's real love. And that's amazing. I want to I want to uh, pivot into. Uh, the ha- the halftime show that just happened this past year. That, I was, think, a, that was one of the best Super Bowl halftime I'm gonna shows. Say, I'm going to say that's one of the greatest Fire. moments for rap music in general. Yeah, you don't really see rap at the halftime show. Not really. And you have Rihanna performing at this halftime show. But I don't know who else is going to be there. Is it just going to be her? Man, no, ho- no, they, hopefully they, they Shakira have. comes back for part two. Oh, you know God. what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, God, man. But, nah, that's for rap music to be on a scale... Like that Super Bowl halftime show where all of America's tuned in to watch, where it's like legends of the rap game. I mean, you had Dre, Kendrick, Eminem, Fifty, Mary J. Blige. Like, it honestly one of the better halftime shows in recent memory. It it, it genuinely was. I don't care what anyone says, even if they're not fans Snoop of hip hop. Snoop really crit walk. Yeah, yeah. It's Snoop, yeah. Can we talk about that? Or can we talk about Fifty Cent just hanging like a bat? The thing is, <laughs> see, and, and I wanted to talk about. Eminem and 50 Cent, 50 Cent with their relationship for that reason. Eminem, it was just Eminem. 50 Cent was not even like a part of the thing. No, it was, 50 Cent was the one artist that was not scheduled to be, like, and they Eminem, didn't tell us he would be there. Eminem said he would not be there 
if 50 couldn't go. And that's what, like, that's the that thing. He really put his boy on. Like, yeah. that is a down friend. Like, that is yes. somebody that I would want to have my back every day for that's the rest of my life. Exactly. Like, Eminem, crazy. Eminem would die for 50, and 50 would die for Eminem. Honestly, like, that's they really like would. one of the best friendships in the rap game. It, that that's a genuine like one. who else in the rap game can you say are friends like that? That's what I'm saying. Like when you look at like people who really were duos, like a lot of them kind of don't speak as much anymore. Like what like what they used to, you know? Um, like Outcast, for example. Like Big Boy and Andre Three Thousand. Like they're still cool, but like from what I know or what I believe, like they don't keep nearly in contact as much as they used to. Yeah, you know and. There, there's so many other people. I mean, like Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. Yeah. Like, they're not anywhere near as close as what Eminem and Dr. Dre are. Right. To each other. I right. mean, you know, and they literally started yeah. the whole entire, like, gangster rap movement. Yeah. Right. We would not have our rap that we have today if it was not for them right there. So, like, it's crazy. You look at all these other friendships that just kind of fall apart, and then people who are genuine groups, you know. What yeah. I mean? But Eminem and Fifty have stuck through together. Through. Yeah. It, for through two thick decades, and thin. Two, two decades now. Yeah. The Migos are literally family members, man, and, and they've already broken up. Don't even do music together. Exactly. Exactly. Like that. That's why I say Eminem and Fifty are go to duo. They're not a true duo, artist wise, but. They Honestly, if they dropped a collab album, probably be one of the best albums of the year. Probably. Even now. Probably. Yeah, even, even now. now I, 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 genuinely, I think those two together yeah. for something like that would be just special. Even so. though Eminem uh, he's not he's what he was. not good anymore. He's not what he was. I think it would still be a fire album. I, I, I actually do really like that song he dropped with Snoop earlier this year. Yeah. That's like my favorite song he's dropped since when he did like Godzilla with Juice World. Or, I'll listen to it again. I didn't even like Godzilla. I I, I liked Godzilla. I liked what, what was the other song? A song with Ed Sheeran on it, I think. Oh, Ed Sheeran and Fifty Cent were both on it. Oh, maybe. I believe so. Yeah, I, I like the song where he shouted out Toledo. <laughs> yeah, those kind. Oh, yeah. You know that's the one I'm thinking of. I think I heard that. Yeah, I know what yeah. you're talking about. You know what? The best thing I like about Eminem is his ability to bounce back because 2017 he released Revival. Everyone dumped on that album. Everyone called it trash. And people were, like, burning it and, like, burning CDs and copies of it. And then he comes out in 2018 with Kamikaze, and everyone gets right back on the hype train of, oh, this is the Eminem. And I'm like, you were just hating. You were literally just hating on him a year ago, and now he dropped something that's... Kamikaze was okay. It honestly wasn't much better than Revival, in my opinion. It had, to me, it had more hits than Revival. I think it did, but, like... I don't know. None of his no, last nothing, four albums nothing, have been good. Nothing will touch just old school Slim Eminem, Shady up to yeah. about 2009. Facts. You know. Facts. I, mean, I do like the expand the Eminem show expanded version that came out earlier this year. I didn't listen to that. I can't, I can't listen to any of his new stuff. It's not new stuff, though. That's the thing. It's just literally the Eminem show expanded. Like, it has all, like, same songs and everything. I thought he dropped like, some new ones on there. Or, yeah, I mean, there's a few new ones, like the Snoop Dogg one is on there. I believe. I'm, but some of these are, like, live performances. If I'm not uh, wrong, if I'm not wrong, I think they dropped, like, a Lil Wayne album that was, like, all songs that never were, like, released. Yeah. From, like, 2013. 
like a year, to, like even this past year. Oh, I think it, like Sorry for the Wait or something like I, that. I can't remember. Because if that's the album that that, uh, that you're talking about, that was not a good album. It was. It was not. I was. I was surprised as as a Lil Wayne stan. I am that a was stan too. The first Lil Wayne album I've ever said was not good. I've like, I've loved maybe there was every a reason, single. Maybe there was Lil a reason Wayne why album. they were kept in the vault until now. For real. But I, I, I'm a Lil Wayne stan too. I personally think he's the best rapper of all time. Uh, that's just me. Oh, but, I agree. But uh, I mean, Big Sean released had two unreleased albums come out this past September. One's called Detroit, and then one's Detroit Two, the deluxe version. And I was like, where has some of this music been? Because honestly, De- this Detroit one that came out in September, some hmm. of his best music. And like, I like Big Sean, but I'm not a Big Sean stand. Do I want to attack? And do, do I want to attack a whole city style of music? I'm feeling. I'm thinking about it. I say be diabolical, man. Be diabolical. If you're going to target Detroit rap, I mean, that's fine by me. No, I actually do like Detroit rap. I just don't like the ones that have come out in the last, like, year. Who are you thinking? (laughs) No, like, who are you, like, what artists are you thinking of? Like, (laughs) I want to know you. The thing is, my one friend already knows, and he knows who he is and who he loves. Well, enlighten us. (laughs) There's a lot of people who all of a sudden have come out of nowhere and liking him, too. But there's this guy by the name of Baby Tron. I don't like Baby Tron. I hate Baby I've Tron. Heard of him. I hate his music. I hate him so much. Like, I, let's get him on the podcast and let's confront it face to face, Baby Tron. How about that? No. Let's talk about it. I don't like his music. I'm sorry. No. He's trash. Like, I don't like Baby Tron. No, nah, nah, but uh, I would say it to his face. I'd say that I don't necessarily like his music. I've I've tried to listen. I'm I look I've and, and here here here's why here's why I, I don't necessarily like his music. It's because like think of Blueface on steroids. That's yeah. With that's, it, with how he raps, like can we can we just talk about how the famous Crip is literally goaded? Oh no! Oh no! We're not gonna get into that. We're we're not getting into that. We're not gonna get into that on this podcast. But maybe maybe on Nick's podcast. Maybe on Nick's podcast. Yeah, we can we can get into that on there when you when you guys want to hook us up, you know, with a collab. But uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that there. Yeah, for sure. We're gonna but have to, man. Guess, yeah, we will. But <laughs> but. Uh, Man, yeah, I, this year of rap music has not been, not been special at all. No, there's nothing that's like a home run hitter. Not even one song that I look at that's a home run hitter. Like, I mean, you have Jack Harlow's album. That was bad, and and every essence of being bad. That album was bad. That album had some really good songs on it, but then it just had a bunch Dua of Lipa. mid. No, okay, I like that song. I like Do that a song. Leaper. I want more, Come on, more than bro. just a feature. No, you can't tell me that song. That song was heat. No, no, that, it was not. That, that one? That was not heat. That one in Churchill Downs, and that's about it. No. The yes. only one that I liked from the album was First Class. That's the only song no, I liked. That was that's one the of the worst favorite. songs on the album. I I did not like Churchill Downs. I'm sorry, but that Drake collab, no, that was that not it. That whole album was just bad. That's offensive. That's offensive. That's they had he had two songs on there that was really good. And the you rest should was get bunch canceled of for even saying that that was good. Do you realize how <laughs> many other people are totally gonna agree with 
the whole album being the greatest thing ever than being trash. <laughs> a lot more over and... here because they love Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow. I, I mean, I like Jack Harlow personally. Some of his uh, singles are good. Like Nail Tech was a good single. Not going to lie. I like Nail Tech. I that like, was good. I like Jack Harlow. I, I like his style. I don't think he leaves it. You know what I mean? He like knows what he is and he does it well. True. But I don't necessarily like that album as a whole, per se. I thought it was just too mainstream. It just it wasn't good. It was too mainstream and too like out there that I did. It was just so overplayed. Well, honestly, it was just it it it, com- it comes back to like what we were talking about earlier with uh, Quavo. Like, honestly, the amount of people that actually like him, I hate to say it, is female like no, women is. like it, that's, no it is it's stereotypically that, women who like Quavo yeah, most that's what and, that and that's, was for though and I feel like that's yeah. the listening same. to it and I feel like that's for Jack Har- that goes for Jack Harlow as well like if you really think about who's that's a target audience that is, yeah. true. that is true like he he knows he's the the lover boy the the heartthrob so yeah like, mm-hmm. that's what he's doing and like listening to it I was I'm like dude like this is like a sexual album. Yeah. Like it reminds me of some like old young, like or Young Gravy. LL Cool J would have done something <laughs> yeah. like this when he or first Genuine. started his career. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like that. This is for a female targeted audience. That's what the majority of those songs for. I mean, he wrote a whole love song for Dua Lipa on there. You think? Hey, I mean, he, how, like hey, in his mind, like he wasn't thinking like, oh man, every dude in the entire world is gonna be banging this song. Like, yeah. No, all these girls are going to be playing it, sitting there wishing that they were Dua Lipa. I felt them, though. But anyway, we'll move on. So <laughs> He said, I felt them. But, uh, yeah, Harlow, Harlow knows what he is. He stays in that lane, and he does it well. Yes. 100%. Um, it's, it's, it's weird if you look at it. Like, a lot of artists today, like, there's a lot of artists who are from different cities who signed to these major labels and sound like that's kind of city. Like, my friend. The guy who I like, who I mentioned earlier, Doughboy, he's from Cleveland. I believe, I mean, he has his own label, RBMG, but I believe, if I'm correct, I think he's tied with either uh, CMG, with I believe Yo Gotti, or he's with Gucci, 1017. I don't remember. I, I believe he's I tied believe with... I CMG. I believe it's CMG. CMG. I believe he is tied with Memphis somehow, yeah. and he kind of has a Memphis sound a little bit. See, and that, that's the thing that I'm starting to see more of. Because it's like uh, 42 Duck from Detroit. He's signed to Little Baby's 4PF, but he's also signed to CMG. Yeah. So I'm starting. He has like Memphis, Atlanta vibes with a Detroit beat. Yeah. Blueface That's... was signed to eight different record labels. Right. See? Yeah. Like we're, we're starting <laughs> like, to look, see, like, we're look seeing at, that more. Look at who produced those songs and what labels they're under. You can kind of tell. Yeah. You, you can tell where the almost artist is signed to based off that style of song. Like, yeah, you can fact. almost hear it anymore. Because 42 Doug, his music still has, like, the 808 Detroit sound, but he's rapping like he's from Atlanta. Yes. Yes. Because he signed to Lil Baby's 4PF, but he's also signed to Yo Gotti, so he kind of sounds like he's from Memphis, too. Yes. But. Like, who, I'm, I'm, who, who is NLE Choppa with? Is he with anyone? Yeah, he's, in, he's independent. He's independent? But he's, like, he was with NLE. NLE mm-hmm. was, like, his yeah. label. Okay. It was no, no Love no Entertainment. No Love Entertainment, yeah. But like I think now it's independent. He's, he's yeah. independent. Well, yeah. make, I've always wondered because like he's still NLE, but Memphis like, artists have their own distinct sound. I feel like that you yeah. can almost pick up over any other artist. 
any other city. You know what I find weird, but though? But he don't have his own distinct sound like that. He doesn't sound like he's from Memphis, Tennessee. I don't I don't hear it. No, he sounds more like he's from Atlanta, in yeah. my opinion. Yes, like does. that's you can't that's it, what I thought at first. I thought he was from Atlanta. Like yeah. if you if like someone like a few years ago, if you would have told me that Ali Chopper's from Atlanta, I would have believed you. Oh, for real. He doesn't no, no. sound like a Memphis artist. No. No. Like when you you I think that's why I like them so much though. I love Memphis artists because they're so distinct compared to everybody else. Like you know you're listening to a Memphis artist over every other city. Because they have this weird, like with the letter U, for some reason there's a R after it. Okay. (laughs) Bushiesty's the only Memphis rapper that I like, and he's the only Memphis rapper that it sounds right coming from. Yeah. Like I'm not going to lie. Like, everybody else, it's just why. But, like, when you look at Pooh Shiesty and he, he, and he Memphis, does Tennessee. that, yeah. it's like, okay, that makes sense. You and are signed, the type and of person. And he signed to Gucci's 1017. But, like, what the heck? Like, where did it's all funny, these Memphis funny. rappers coming from doing that, though? Is because 3-6 Mafia didn't. No. No. They came out of nowhere. It's like it's like when Gucci Mane, who's not even from— Okay. I, for some reason, had this belief in my head— Simply because Gucci Mane always got Memphis artists that he was from Memphis. No, he's, he's from, from Atlanta. Atlanta. He's, he's from, from Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, but his ten seventeen. But Gucci Mane and Yo you, Gotti, they always they have this weird distinct voice that they get these artists out of. Yeah, because if you them. if you look at, I love it. If you, look but I love at, Yo Gotti. Memphis like Yo is my least favorite city when it comes to rap. I just oh, got it. I, oh. I'm dropping it. That's one of my most favorite cities. I'm, dro- I'm dropping that. Mom, <laughs> man. That's. My least favorite city when it comes to rap. That's one of my most favorite cities because it's so different. It's distinct. <laughs> no, like, rest in peace, no disrespect, but I'm not a fan of Young Dolph's music. Like, he's got a couple of songs, but, like... That's fair. He's not that good. Yo Gotti, I'm sorry, but Yo Gotti sucks. We might have to end the podcast right here. I'm just saying, <laughs> We man. might have to end the podcast right here. You, Yo, I was about to mention his project that he dropped this year is one of the better ones of the year. See, I and I can't believe that automatically because it's Yo Gotti. Are you talking about the CMG label album? No, I'm talking about uh, uh, what's the name? I don't, I don't remember the name of the album. You know what? We're gonna have to look it up because it it had songs like "Strapped in Calabasas" and "Palm Trees in Memphis." That out, that album, that project. I don't remember the name of it, but oh, because I was like, I was thinking because CMG, like his like whole like. His whole um, record label dropped an, a- an album earlier this year called Gangsta Art, and oh, I yeah. actually and I actually kind of I kind of liked it. I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, it had like it had everyone from the label. I mean, Black Youngsta. Uh, See, I ESCG, can't stand Black for, Youngsta either. I mean, ESCG's on the album. Forty Two Dugs on the album. Like Money Bag Yo, he <laughs> he's got like maybe two good songs in my opinion. I ca- I can't do it. There's something there's something about that it's about free, the it's, Memphis it, rappers. It's CM10 man. free game deluxe or the free game. Okay. Like the deluxe, I believe. Okay. But I don't think I've listened to that. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little salty, Nick. I'm a little salty. Dude, I'm just somebody. Somebody had to say it. They they all like all those rappers sound the same and it's not a good thing in my opinion like it it's just not some good. people okay some of them aren't they don't sound great but some of them I I like the sound of and they sound good some of them it's almost like they're trying too hard others I can see how it naturally flows like when you said Pusheisty 
Oh, then, yeah. I, it just makes sense. My one friend absolutely hated Pooh Shiesty, and I'm like, bro, Pooh Shiesty. Well, maybe if he would stop releasing the same album but giving <laughs> it a different name. Every season he drops it. <laughs> hey, that's fair. I the mean, spring deluxe? <laughs> like... There was the there was the summer deluxe, like, fall deluxe, for real. Like, then, dude, then we'll change I, up the name the next week and call it autumn deluxe. I'm surprised he hasn't dropped the winter deluxe yet, for real. It's coming, it's coming. Just when he gets out of prison in like eight years or whatever. Year. <laughs> yeah, no, his record label they'll just drop it for him. That's true. That's I mean, it's probably already done. He can record in prison. Yeah, yeah, that is true. All right, this winter. <laughs> I do want a new Pooh Shiesty album, though. <laughs> I do. I just don't want it to be Shiesty season again, though. I Shiesty want... season two. Uh, yeah. Yes, like, yes. Shiesty season two, all different songs, and then we'll have Shiesty season two, winter, winter edition. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Fall, spring edition. <laughs> he'll, dro- he'll drop them like the elements, earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. He's going to have a summer solstice edition. And, and then once it gets to about December 2023, it'll be Shiesty season three and they're on. And edges every year. Oh, it's going to be, it's gonna be Shiesty season winter deluxe summer solstice or summer something. Solstice, <laughs> summer solstice nine when he gets out of prison. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Ah. That was a good conversation about music. Yeah. That was a really good conversation with music. We'll quickly uh, move back into the ball aspect. We got done beating. Now it's time to start balling. Facts. That is 100% facts. Let's get back into balling. Now, um, you, my friend, you are new here. You are a Seahawks fan in football. Go Hawks. And you I can't. This, I can't say nothing. My team sucks. I can't either. So that's why we're having a conversation about his team and someone else. So First. <laughs> first. First place, man. Can we just talk about... You guys had this Pro Bowl quarterback for a decade. One of, to, to me, one of my favorite quarterbacks ever in the NFL by the name of Russell Wilson. Walter Payton, man of the year, Super Bowl champion. Did he win a Super Bowl MVP? No. no. Mal- okay. Malcolm Smith, the linebacker at the time, okay. did. Uh, I just wasn't sure. The GOAT. But he, there's this team in Denver, Colorado, by the Denver Broncos, who've had the most offseason hype this year. Ride on. You know, let's ride, baby. <laughs> he, Broncos hey, country. That's so – that, hey, Can Broncos. we just talk about how bad that is? <laughs> like Broncos country, let's hide. What were you was, thinking? Or Broncos Russell. country, left wide. Left wide. For real. That, like, what? Oh, now on, it's, now it's on, let's Russell. fly. Right. Let's get out of town. At the beginning of the season, this man tweets about Danger Russ is back. Russ, I mean, he has his own sub at Subway called the No, some, some there, subways. There ain't nothing dangerous about him. Right no, some, some subways are taking away the sandwich. They're bringing it back soon. Are they? Yeah. Mm. I saw that somewhere taking it away. They did. They took that. It was actually like officially gone in like August or September. Because they kept losing? No, I mean, didn't even play then. Everyone thought they were the <laughs> Super Bowl champs then. But uh, I wouldn't bring it back. They had the most offseason hype because they finally, after all, with Denver specifically, they've had what you would look at on paper as talented pieces on that offense, and they thought they just didn't have the quarterback for the last four or five years. And, what, and now looked, they're stuck with what them. What looked like a blockbuster trade that was for, just going to be a amazing. top three quarterback in the league, top five quarterback in the league. It looked and, like Seattle won the trade. And right now they have the same record as my Cleveland Browns, two and five. <laughs> Their offense can't do nothing. Their defense Yikes. is the only reason why they're even anything right now. Well, you know, when you win 11-10 to 10 against the 49ers, 
Come on now. You're two and five. You have the most offseason hype out of anybody. I've been through this road three years ago. The Cleveland Browns, when we got Odo Beckham Jr. in 2019, 2019 offseason, we had the most hype. People were picking us to win the Super Bowl in media, like genuinely picking the Cleveland Browns to go to the Super Bowl. Bro, I said from the jump that that was a really bad trade, that that was a bad deal for and the Browns. You, you look back on it now, I don't genuinely think Odell Beckham's a bad football player. I just don't think his style of play actually fit our system Well, from that standpoint. Well, the Browns are like the lines. You know, you're going to get that blue-collar type of football. You're not going to get anything flashy. It's not going to be special. There's nothing wrong with adding, like, one, like, flashy thing. Yeah. Like, our, our, our flashy is Nick Chubb. Yeah. Who will ground and pound you into 25 carries a game, if they actually give them 25 carries a game when they do. But that's the style of Cleveland. And like, it's about 140 yards rushing. The way Cleveland plays football is how Michigan's playing football right now. It's not their pass game. It's going to be the run game. That Okay, can we, I, I do actually want to talk real quickly. I mean, we are 2-5. and five. We suck right now. But Amari Cooper has been something. Yes. He's genuinely been yeah. really good. He's, he's arguably done better than Odell Beckham ever did for us. Yeah. Already. I mean, to be fair, I've always said it. Odell Beckham is one of the most overrated wide receivers in the entire league. I mean, what has Odell Beckham Jr. ever done, even with the Giants, besides that one-handed catch that's ever been amazing? They got him on the cover the, the of argument, Madden. The argument you could you know? have, the argument you could have was through his first four or five years in the NFL, statistically he had the most yards out of any receiver ever. That's the argument you could have. Out of any wide receiver ever. Yes. I don't know about that. Yes. Because I'm pretty sure that that record still has not been broken yet. I said through the first four or five years, he had the most yards receiving. Uh, I see. I see what you're saying. I'm not saying he has the most yards ever. <laughs> Definitely not saying. I'd, I'd want to still pull I don't know. Those, Cooper Cup. I'd still want to put pull those numbers up, though, and actually look at those because hey, Cooper Cup there's was- been some amazing wide receivers like Terrell Owens, Chad Johnson. Um, Mr. Detroit, Megatron. Yeah. Don't forget. The thing is, there's a lot of slept on receivers. Marvin Harrison from the Colts. Yeah. Larry Fitzgerald, who I personally think is a top five receiver. Honestly, he's he's like the second. I think he's ranked like second behind um, Johnson. What's what's his name? Yeah. He should be right behind Calvin Johnson. No, no, no. No, not Johnson. um, um, Oh, my gosh. He played for the 49ers, though. Oh, are you talking about? Oh, I know exactly. I can't even think of his name for some reason. I know reason. exactly who you're talking about, though. How am I blanking on I, this? I, I can see his face. I'm blanking on it. But I just can't who think of his name. Who are you talking about? Oh, Jerry Rice. Yeah, Jerry oh, Rice. The goat. Yeah, yeah the, the goat. goat. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I think yardage, I think last time I saw, like, or in one category or whatever, like, he was not too far behind Jerry Rice in something. I don't know. Cooper Cup almost broke... Calvin Johnson's record last year. That scared me. I mean, I would have been fine with it, but... Cooper Cup, man. Cooper Cup is something else. That... It's too that's bad... That's a football player. It's too bad that Allen Robinson's on the team and literally the most work he does is running up and down the field because <laughs> Matthew Stafford doesn't throw it at him. That's true. That's very sad. When you look at their receiving stats... Oh, okay. The stat that I seen was something different. I will. I will. Rewind that. He is close on that list. He is in the top, I think it said 10. Okay. He is okay. in the top 10 in that list. But what I saw was he was the first wide out ever through his first three years of his career with 80 catches and 1,000 yards mm. each year Okay. At that, at that. So he was putting up, like, 
really, really solid numbers early on in his career. He was yeah. a guy. He was that dude, and he had that hype coming in to Cleveland, thinking we got a generational wide receiver. And it just didn't work out because the style of play and quarterback yeah. play, you could say, as well. And then we saw what happened when he went to L.A. last year. He was I'm I'm sorry, but that last those last eight games for he LA put on in the first, for LA. he put on and he he fit, did he fit what they do all they do is pass yeah all they do is oh, pass the yeah. ball when you have Cooper Cup who and, is and arguably one of the better wide receivers right now yes like, honestly I feel like if you put Cooper Cup anywhere else though he would not work out I feel no. like he, him in LA is just perfect yeah it really is uh, I'd say Allen Robinson but they barely throw it to him. I wonder why. But <laughs> yeah. uh, Odell Beckham fits a team like a Buffalo Bills opposite of Diggs. Like, that would be something. And, I mean, right now, the rumor I saw is that he's eyeing the Giants, he's eyeing the Chiefs, he's eyeing the Rams, and he's eyeing the Bills. Those are four teams that Odell fits. That'd be crazy, though, if the Bills did get another star-wide receiver. Well, yeah. Stephon, I me, even said it, too. Stephon Diggs, when they when they got him, I'm like, mm-hmm. bro, that was a good that's a good trade before, because that's what you need. I mean, you're going to rely on Beasley for, forever. Right. You he's can't not, do he's that. He's not even there anymore. Gabriel, yeah, I don't okay, even know where one, he's at. One, Gabriel Davis, their receiver right now, basically every time he catches a ball, it's a touchdown. Yeah. Like one game, I can't remember what game it was, but I think he had like three catches for like 160 yards, two touchdowns. Every time he, he gets like – any kind of target, it's a touchdown almost. Yeah. So he's like a home run hitter kind of guy. You got Stephon Diggs, who I said before the season on this podcast, I said he was going to win Offensive Player of the Year. I thought with the way Josh Allen would be playing this year, Stephon Diggs would put up numbers. I would need to look at the stats of who's leading receiving yards, but I'm pretty certain he he's up there, if I'm correct. We're going to look at it real quick. But Stephon Diggs... I said would prove to be like solidify himself as a top three receiver in this league. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he is right now. I I, th- I always thought it. he was re- that he was good in Minnesota. He's number two behind Tyreek Hill right now. Tyreek Hill leads yeah. the league in seven hundred and seventy three yards receiving. Yeah. Stephon Diggs second six fifty six. That's I'm not surprised. Yeah. You got you got Justin Jefferson on that list. You got Jalen Waddle on that list. Cooper Cup. That's top five. Yeah. You got. There, I will say that, like, today in NFL, there are so many, so many electrifying receivers. That's how the game is now, though. Yeah. It, it is more pass-heavy. Well, because now, like, we're finally getting into everybody that's our age that grew up watching, like, Terrell Owens and Chad Johnson and, wide re- like, the flashy wide yeah. receivers. Like, we kind of grew up with all that, like, seeing that on TV. So, like, it only makes sense now is, like, Every like everybody going into the league is really what two maybe three years older than we are. Yeah, and I mean it. It only yeah. fits. Everybody right. wants to be that guy. Everybody I think wants to because be that. the wide receiver in today's in really since that time frame is more like that superstar. Yeah, they have that NBA as charisma about them but now off the field. But now we're yeah. starting to see it more in our quarterbacks. Like, you have Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Patrick like Mahomes. Said, with, the, with the quarterbacks, you're seeing Yeah, that now, now it's – I'm kind of loving Shiesty. that, though. Joe you know? Shiesty, Joe yeah. Cool. You know, it's just different. You know, people – there. you got people who can complain about whatever. They can complain about whatever. 
they want, but it's 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 different. It's exciting. That's yeah. people got to think about it. I mean, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, like. Until they got drafted, we yeah. never seen anything like that from a quarterback. Right, people, True. people, regardless, they have to think about it. They might not like it, but if you really look at it, all the NFL is is entertainment. Yeah, that's all it is. That's all yeah. any sports thing really is at the at the at the grand scheme of it. It is entertainment. That's it. It's and the greatest show on turf, man. That's like the that's point. Yeah. It is meant to be entertainment. It is not meant to be anything else. No. Simple as that. And that's what they're trying to do is entertain you. You know what I mean? That's that's their job. That's why they get paid millions of dollars is to entertain you on Sundays. Yep. And then everybody, all the news and the media gets like full access to their live to their lives and stuff because then it almost makes it like a, a reality re- yeah. show. Right. Without it being reality though you know what i'm saying because like we read about it we hear about it we watch news stories about it so it's never really actually them doing it but like we look at all these players and we're like oh man like that person's like you know so cool they're just the greatest like i want to read everything know everything about them blah 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 blah. and i think like that's kind of even how it happens man it's just yeah it's crazy right yeah so i mean even in college now you're starting to see more flashy players from the quarterbacks, Sam Flamey, you have C.J. Stroud. I mean, C.J. Stroud buying the entire team suits. Yeah. <laughs> Hard. Or, Dude, or, that's a pimp move. That really yeah. is. Um, he, he can change his car every, like, 40 days and with actually, the NIL money. Just recently, Deontay Johnson, senior on Toledo's football team, he has an NIL deal. He just bought the whole team new, the newest beats. Really? Every one of them, yeah. Really? How about that? Yeah. Toledo doing yeah. something like that. Now – like, we've we had Jalen on. Yeah, Jalen Riven, our good friend, who plays, and we mentioned how NIL is a good thing. You know, he personally hasn't gotten an awful lot himself, but he's seen his teammates. NIL, we got. I want to talk about it just a little bit. I mean, he did mention that he's had he opportunities. Was, he's had opportunities, but he didn't want to show. Like, he didn't want them yes. because you know he's not really playing. So right, he doesn't want to showcase it yet until he feels like he's yeah to that point. But um, NIL, you sit here and you see these stars in college football. You see the C.J. Strouds, the Bryce Youngs, the B. John Robinsons. Hendon Hookers. Even Hendon Hooker now. Yeah. They, they get like those big-time deals. You're not – you're forgetting about the, – they're the 1%. Yeah. There's 99% of other student-athletes who don't. don't get those massive things, but it's just enough to benefit them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or they, it's in some kind of way. Like – can you name, like, I'm I'm not trying to, like, trash on the sport or anything, but can you name, like, one swimmer that has a big NIL deal? No. No. And plus, too, I mean, if you go to, like, any kind of Big Ten college, yeah, you're, if you, the moment that you sign that contract, like, you're almost guaranteed a, a, a spot on an NFL team. Like, whether that's Close. practice squad or you're getting drafted or whatever, like, if if you say that you started for Ohio State, you're getting drafted to a team. If yeah. you say that you started for Michigan, you're you're gonna play somewhere in the you're, NFL. You're, you're for gonna sure. somehow get close to having that chance, you yeah. know, yeah. to be a true player. Yeah. Um. You're right. You're right. Uh. If you get a chance to go to those schools, but if you don't, you know, there there are still those schools. They don't. They still don't get the NIL money. They don't get nothing closer than Power Five conferences, but. Even their top stars, but 
even even the smaller sports that aren't football, because football's the moneymaker. Everyone knows that. Oh, yeah. Football is the moneymaker in this country for sports. Yeah. But all these other benefits that NIL brings to, like, those smaller athletes, it's it can almost be life-changing. Yeah. You know, it could, it, it could help them. I people, just, people forget a lot of other sports. They don't have, Some of these people aren't on scholarships. Yeah. Some of them are yeah. walk-ons. These these kids who go play D three football yeah, there there's a school in Ohio Mount Union, they've won so many D three titles. They're one of the best teams ever for Division three football. You have to pay to play there. You know what I mean? You have to pay to go there and play. And they get it's funny because a lot of Toledo coaches come from that area. They come from Matt Campbell is from Mount Union. Jason Candle is from Mount Union. They produce. They pr- they've produced guys in the NFL. They've produced coaches who are now at Power 5 conferences. You know what I mean? So, But then it goes back to what you said. It's because of where they're at. If yeah. they were D1, all these, you know, they would have these NIL deals, but it's because they're not even D2. They're they D3. Still, they, they, they do get some. They do get some from, like, probably some local yeah. companies. But, but like, you don't we see-, see these stars. We see these stars, and they get, like, you know, CJ Stroud can drive a G Wagon. Yeah. And get it changed every 40 days if he felt like it. Or even even high schoolers like Bronny. He signed with Nike and Beats by Trey. To be fair to him. It's his dad. His dad is already a billionaire. His dad is also <laughs> signed. Facts. But his dad has also signed the Beats and Nike. So true. That's true too. So he's already got And LeBron being LeBron, yeah. nobody wants to lose him. So he's probably like, hey, either you sign my son or I'm leaving. Like, yeah. We- we don't want to lose LeBron customers, so uh, write up a contract for his son. Even so though his son is honestly one of the biggest non oh. not even a five-star. The dude is a four-star, if I'm being honest with you. I'm sorry, but Brian's going to be a four-star at Ohio State. Like, the dude is a four-star recruit. I'm sorry. No, okay. Well, since we're on that topic. I'm sorry. Okay, James. but to be fair, like, LeBron did go into the NBA, like, having that hype that he was probably going to end up being, like, one of the but greatest I, I've ever seen. But he all, has lived up to it. The, all, all, all the like all the clips. All, obviously, I'm if not you, watching full high school Browning games, but like all the clips you see, he, they're just he, they're just a highlight reel. It's not even like he's not like he doesn't have the intangibles that LeBron even had for the game. It's, it's, the thing is, Bronny, I think Bry, Bryce to me is the better prospect who's younger. He's almost as big as LeBron now. Uh you Bronny, it's he's had the luxury. Of having LeBron as his dad, he's had luxury of opportunities. Will he go to a great college basketball I program? He, yes. Honestly, will, I think he commits to big. I think he commits, commits to Ohio, Ohio State. State. I think oh. he goes to Ohio State. Oh, he will, because LeBron even said that if he didn't go to the NBA, he was going to go to Ohio State. Yeah, that's I think where LeBron, he was going to play college. Regardless, I think he. I don't think Bronny has much of a choice, to be honest with you, where he goes. I'm no. not gonna lie. I don't think he has a choice, but um, I thing is with his game. He, well, does he deserve to play college basketball at the D one level? I think he's good enough. Yes. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he isn't good enough. Oh, I mean, there's three stars. He's just, he's just nothing like special. He doesn't stand out. You know, he's he, not he, special. No. Okay, but like, imagine him like teamed up with like a Michi Johnson, though. You know what I'm Michi saying? Johnson. He's in South Carolina now. <laughs> but he can't. He can't play with him because oh, he's going. Man. Yeah, that's he's, right. He's going to Ohio State. So Ohio yeah. State's lost their best guy in EJ Liddell. He's at the Pelicans now. Yeah. Um, he's. They, it's funny. That's that's a different topic. 
uh, for another day. God, I, gotta, I, starts, starts I have to soon. see. I have to see how many starters we have returning. I, I haven't had any time to pay attention to any college basketball. College starts basketball up. or nothing. College man. basketball starts up on I believe the seventh. And if we want to throw it out there, meet Allen and Spencer will be calling the very first female game of the no, year for Toledo, November seventh, Tol- eleven a.m. Toledo versus Wright State. So we will be on the call for that game. Oh, I'll be uh, I'll be recording that game. All right, so yeah, let's we'll go, see you there. Go. Yeah, but um. Yeah, it, it really has been tough to follow college basketball this offseason because from what I've heard, at least preseason-wise, like the Big Ten does not have a lot of hype. No. Because they've lost all their top players. Every, it seemed Indiana, like Indiana everybody has went hype. to the draft. Yeah. Like, yeah. like last season, it seemed like everybody went. Yeah. So I feel like, honestly, with a lot of different schools, I think we're going to see a lot of new stars rise up. But at that same time, we already seen some top basketball colleges drop yeah. last season. Like – North Carolina, for example, Villanova, I, all those schools, they kind of – we uh, you notice the decline in what their performance usually is. Yeah. Even seen them dropping down the rankings. Even Gonzaga like, had that. I mean, I know Gonzaga – I'm, I'm sorry. I do want to – I'm cutting you off here real quick. I'm sorry about that. But Gonzaga, never pick them to win. Just don't. No, they, you can't. They just don't until they finally do. Because they're the worst one seed I've ever seen in March Madness. Oh, Gonzaga, they're not even like the worst one seed ever. They have that talent every single season. Well, they never, oh, yeah. And they just never do. It's just like the Big Ten. The Big Ten is because they're too busy beating up on each other all regular season. You sit here, we sit here and say Big Ten's the best conference from top to bottom of basketball every single year. What happens? They all get kicked out by the Sweet 16. The only team that's usually there by the end, Michigan realistically, it, is Michigan. Michigan made it to the Elite Eight again. Mich- Michigan is realistically true. the team that makes it. It don't matter what seat they are. No. Okay, but to be fair with Ohio State, though, we actually at least came into play, into March Madness with a lot of injuries. Yeah, our that best is true. our yeah. best defender was out uh, two game two games in a row due to a concussion. And I will and there say there were some others that were injured as well, and I can't remember who they I were. I will say but. last year was one of Michigan's healthiest teams. I mean, yeah. I think we had like, going into the tournament, we only had like two, three players, then they were only out with COVID. So we really, honestly, True. we didn't really lose anyone. God, we did lose to a terrible team, though. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's no question about that, but, but the, the amount well, of I'm injuries to, that I'm we to, had. I'm trying to remember, was it last year? No, it wasn't last year we lost to Oral Roberts. Oh, I remember that one. Uh, That was a few. I honestly don't remember how Ohio State did in the tournament last year. I can't remember. Did we get to the round of 32 or Sweet 16? Might have been Sweet 16. I think it was a Sweet 16. I'd have to look it up because I forgot. No, maybe actually we didn't lose to a bad team in the Sweet 16. No, I remember we – I think we beat Loyola. I think we were – I remember beating Loyola Chicago. Weren't they the favorites to beat you, though? Yes. I believe so. Yes. I think we were – I think we snuck in at like a nine seed. Even though we should have been like Yeah, no, we we went to Sweet 16. Okay. Yeah. I don't I don't remember fully. But um Or it was either that or we lost in the round of 32. Yeah. But Ohio State in basketball just it's, it's just hot. the Big 10 in general Basket, in basketball. basketball hates us, man. Yeah. I know. I, I mean, the last time that we even made a final four appearance was what with uh Mike Conley? No. Actually, we got there with Aaron Kraft and them in 2013. They oh, lost the kick. Right. It was Aaron Kraft. I think William Buford was still there. No, did we get to the final four? Or was it just the elite final eight? Four, final four. It was for sure. We the made final a final four. four one time. We've had many t- chances in that area with like Jared Sullinger and Evan Turner, where we definitely could have, but we never did. We got to the elite eight, or we got to the Sweet Sixteen, where we were like one seed. The one time it got beat by Kentucky, 
But Ohio State, they made the Elite Eight one time. Or no, uh, Final Four one time. Excuse me. They lost, I think, Kansas. I know Mike Conley went when we had uh, Greg, Greg Oden. Oden. They lost in the title game to Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Mike Conley, Greg Oden. Man. If Oden just never got banged up. And he he, he could have been one of the he could have been one of the best centers in the league. He, he, yeah, he, he genuinely could have been. He just was so injury prone. He's genuinely one of the biggest busts in NBA history. Yeah, but I, he he, he he went back to college, got his degree, and is I think still on Ohio State's coaching staff. I could be wrong, but he was. I I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. But I remember that part. But honestly, for me, as far as Michigan's concerned. Honestly, we haven't had, in recent years, have not had, like, really any standout NBA players. I mean, the only two that really... I mean, you've had Mo Wagner and Franz Wagner. No, and, no. They're, not, they're not standout guys. No, Jordan like, Poole. Jordan Poole. Okay, to be honest, I Jordan forgot... Poole. Until Jordan Poole, like, really came up, I forgot that he even went to Michigan, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, to be fair. Like... I remember Jordan Poole simply because I had Michigan in the Final Four. That <laughs> year, they went, and he hit that yeah. buzzer beater against Houston. I was... The only time I'll ever be happy in the history of Michigan basketball. They're <laughs> Michigan anything. I was well, genuinely like, cheering because well, I picked like, Michigan honestly, to be in the final Outside of like players that like have hype, the only one who really truly had hype who hasn't really lived up to is Trey Burke. Oh, yeah. you're right. And I hate to say that because oh, you're he had right. so much hype coming off of that Michigan team. And Glenn Robinson the third as yeah. well. Yeah. He had a lot of hype around his name too. But honestly, as far as like Big Ten basketball in the NBA – there's been a lot of hype, but not a lot of production. If you, it, It's weird because I almost feel like it's just because that conference as a whole just beats up on each other. Yeah. Like usually, oh, yeah. usually like that works in the pros yeah. where your division's good, like specifically in football. Yeah. Usually if your division is like a black and blue division that year and you genuinely are like going at it with each other and you've got great teams, usually one of your teams will represent you in the Super Bowl. Usually, that that's happened. I mean, you saw LSU last year with the Bengals. I mean, Joe Burrow and and uh, Jamar Chase. AFC LSU. North, AFC North last year. I mean, you had Pittsburgh make playoffs. I mean, the Ravens were banged up, and the Browns weren't all that good. But we could. Yeah. Thing is, the Browns and the Ravens were still one of those teams that could go out there and beat anybody, but lose to anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the thing with AFC North. And that's still the thing with that's still true for the Browns right now. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's so many teams that you should have beat, like New England. Um, real quickly, but yeah, for the end of this episode, because we have been going on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's do our picks finally. Uh, All right, let me our, bring our up college football and NFL picks of the week. Let me bring up the games that Logan so nicely sent me earlier. So I'll, I'll mention the games. I'll say Spencer gave us the picks. He has made his own picks already. Uh, he could not be here for this episode, but so first college game we have is Toledo at Eastern Michigan. Toledo's coming off a tough loss at Buffalo. Uh, I predicted that. You guys did not. They just, Toledo made too many mistakes in that game. Yes. One too many mistakes in that game. Yes. Because they had the, as usual with Toledo, they had the they, lead. They gave up 17 points. They yeah. were up 17 points. Yeah. It was 34-27 with seven seconds, or seven games, seven minutes left in that game. Yeah. You can't wow. let that happen. You can't let that happen. I, I don't think they will on the road at Ypsilanti. Uh, I'll, I like Toledo to beat Eastern. Spencer also likes Toledo to beat Eastern. And I'll pick Toledo for the fact that they need this win if they want a shot at the MAC title game. Because if they lose, it's in it's in question if they make it or not. Yeah. Right. How about you, sir? 
I'm also going to pick Toledo. I am. I even I didn't watch the game last week, but like the times that I have watched them, like I've just seen how explosive like the offense is, and I've seen how well the defense can play. So I think I think he can do it. Yeah, for I got sure. faith in him for sure. I mean, last week looked like a precursor to the MAC championship. Those look like the two best teams on each side of the conference. Yeah. So hopefully that could be another matchup. A rematch, road, yeah. Match down the road. Next college game we got is uh, Kentucky at Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee's uniforms for this Saturday. Black unis with that orange outline. Ooh, that's kind of that's kind of hard. I'm not gonna. But lie. I mean, I was honestly at the start of the season, I'd say that this would be like really a tough matchup, and I think it still will be. I'm gonna pick Tennessee. I think Tennessee takes this. I mean, I really don't see them really having a challenge until they have to face Georgia at the end of the season. Spencer has picked Tennessee. Yeah, um, <laughs> so I'm picking Tennessee also. Spencer has picked Tennessee. Uh, I, I I still feel so good inside for the fact that at the very beginning of the season, before the season ever started, I sat here on this podcast and said the sleeper of the SEC would be the Tennessee Volunteers. They went out and beat Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I got that pick right, too. Do we talk about how good it feels to just see Alabama not at the number one spot for oh, the first time since, so, like, 1990? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it feels like it, don't it? You know, it feels like it's it, great, but it's great. I love it. Yeah, with I couldn't be any happier. Kentucky with Will Levis at quarterback mm-hmm. has a chance in this game. Yes, Tennessee's defense is a question mark. They are 130th out of 131 yep. against the pass on defense. That is not good, <laughs> <laughs> but their offense is dynamite. Hendon Hooker has jumped up into a top two Heisman race yeah. with Stroud and Hooker. Yeah. Even though Stroud has better numbers overall, Hooker has had that signature performance. So, uh, I still like Tennessee. I said they've been my sleeper for the SEC since the beginning of the season. The overall projection of the program is just skyrocketing, and I like them to continue that streak against Kentucky at home. I'm also picking Tennessee just because Kentucky's not a football school, man. Anytime that I've watched them, every time I've ever seen them play football, well, they've, Kentucky they've is, lost. I think Kentucky, like just, if I'm not mistaken, is Kentucky still in the top 25? I, I believe so. I believe they're in like – They would because they're an SEC team. Um, I mean, I think that they still went to like a bowl game last year. Yeah. Or the year before, pro- but like – Their program is – Does anyone really care as much anymore about bowl games now that there's college football playoffs? I mean, that's – <laughs> That's my other question. No. It's almost like a bowl game. It's almost like a, you're good, but you weren't. Here's good. something. To, to be like, fair, if you're, it's a participation trophy. You know, honestly, like if you're looking at it from a perspective of the non-power five programs, that's still a yeah. one-off game to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in reality, I feel like if you're a program like Kentucky who hasn't really. Been to a bowl game in a long time. In the last couple of years, they've finally been good. It's at their football, Super Bowl, and they're starting to get there. I think maybe like one more year of not making a playoff is okay. Yeah. But, um. They they are in a good projection. The program as a whole, with uh with Stoops at coach there. So, next game Cincinnati at Central Florida. Now, these are two teams who next year will be in the Big Twelve Conference. <laughs> uh. Central Florida has their claim to fame of being national champions when they wanted to be when they went undefeated, <laughs> if, if you remember that. Oh, my um, gosh, that made me so Cincinnati, mad. Cincinnati was finally the first non-Power 5 team to make playoff last year. Uh, these teams, I, I know Cincinnati, they're still pretty good. Cincinnati still, they did not fall off a cliff like I thought they might have. 
Central they, Florida is they, still pretty good with Gus Malls on it, head coach now, former Auburn coach. Cincinnati is slightly falling off for the fact that they're not playing like last year. Well, no, but for the fact that they think about who all they've lost, for them to still be like close to undefeated. Yeah. At this at this point in the season, still pretty impressive because they lost everybody. Yeah, they did. They they lost everything they had last year, and for them, this that just that's a testament to Luke Fickle as a coach. Uh, it's tough to pick this game. It's in Central Florida. It's in Orlando, but I'm gonna go with Cincinnati. I'm gonna go with Cincinnati. And uh, if I'm correct, let me double check that. I think Spencer Spencer went with Central Florida. Yes, he did. But oh, I'm picking Cincinnati. The Bearcats. Fair, fair pick. Next game: Oklahoma State at Kansas State. Uh, this this can't. It's a hard game. It really is. It's a hard game to pick. Uh, Kansas State has looked good, but so has honestly. The, it it just depends. It depends on who gets more stops, honestly. Realistically, it depends on if Adrian Martinez is playing this game. Yes. Adrian Martinez, I don't know if you've really paid attention, but Adrian Martinez, I don't you do you remember that name at all? He was Nebraska quarterback for like fifty thousand years. They sucked. <laughs> they sucked, but he was like talented, but they just could never win a game in Nebraska. He transferred to Kansas State. He's the only quarterback in college football who has not thrown an interception this year. He got yeah. Last week, they finally got their first loss, but he was injured in that game, and that was the difference. They beat Oklahoma this year. He beat Oklahoma. I. Um, the thing is, I don't know if he's fully healed. or even If he it, plays in this game, my pick would be different. But I'm picking Oklahoma State simply because Adrian Martinez is not playing in this game. Oklahoma State still has a really good offense with Spencer Sanders at quarterback. Uh their defense is still – I mean, it's not the same that it was because Ohio State stole their defensive coordinator, and he's done wonders for Ohio State's defense. But uh, I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. They're, they're, I believe they're still – no, they're not undefeated. I don't remember. I <laughs> believe undefeated. that they have one loss. I don't remember. But the Big 12, Big 12 has been one of the more exciting conferences this year. I still wouldn't be surprised if a Big 12 team managed to get in the playoff. But Oklahoma State's my pick. And it was, go it was Spencer's pick as well. Uh, I was going to go for Oklahoma State. I think I'm going to pick them also. That's who I picked. Just, again, <laughs> Kansas State, man. Just Right, man. I know. Just oh, and now we have. The worst game of the weekend. Oh, shut up. It's prime time. The prime time game, 7 p.m., ABC, ESPN. Why is that the prime time game, though? Because it's a rivalry game. You know? If this was. If, if this was like yeah, week if Michigan one, State was actually good, it would be a rivalry. Well, they didn't. It's Michigan. Well, when they make these schedules, you don't know how good these teams are going to be when you make these schedules. Man. Michigan State at Michigan in Ann Arbor. <laughs> you. Michigan State's won the last two. I know. Yeah. Do they make it three? No, dude. I would be so surprised with the way the Michigan State's kind of played this year, and like the amount of hype that I've heard like fans have for that team, and for them to be performing at the level that they that. They are performing. Um, that is really underwhelming, just in my opinion. Like, yeah. dude, you, there's nothing special about this team. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan State did beat them, just because Michigan struggled with Iowa for some reason. Michigan struggled with Iowa. They so, struggled with Maryland. To be I fair, be they struggled. They struggled but... with Iowa. In Iowa, that's the difference. If Iowa is at home, it's a totally different ball game. They're on the road. <laughs> yeah, anyone can beat them. Still, man, I don't know. They still struggle with them. I, I'm still gonna pick Michigan to win that game, but I would not be surprised if an upset did happen. 
See, that's the thing about me. I'm obviously I'm gonna pick Michigan. I mean, why wouldn't I? But Michigan, this Michigan State team is bad. But it does yeah. not. But because it's a rivalry game, it would not surprise me if we lost. But it's the fact that it's prime time. This is a blue out game. It, it's a blue out game in Ann Arbor. I mean, sorry to my friend Alex who goes to Michigan State. Sorry to my friend Hunter who also goes to Michigan State. I'm picking Michigan to win. Honestly, I say we play it slow, and I think it'll be close by halftime like all of our games, and then we'll just blow them out in the second half. Yeah. Ask Penn State. <laughs> Fun fact for this rivalry, since 2000, uh, this, this rivalry is 50-50. Yeah. Michigan's 111, Michigan State's 111. Yeah. Michigan State has really dominated the second half of that rivalry. Yes. Um, they've had your hand for really the last decade. Most, they've had the upper hand. Yeah. Um, they beat you last year, which was really based off of Kenneth Walker's play. They beat you the year before because you guys had absolutely nothing that year in the COVID year. And then a few years ago, the punt that they, I saw it. Oh, that's the greatest moment in my life. That was the greatest thing ever. I hate to that watch play. that live. Beautiful. But anyways, but back to what you were saying. Michigan State is just not good. Michigan is just too is going to be too physically dominant for them. It's prime time in Ann Arbor. If this was East Lansing, I'd give Michigan State a chance. Uh, but I think Michigan's just too good at home. Spencer's also picked uh, Michigan as well. So. So we're all going Michigan. Yes. So, the real game of the week. Oh, yeah, big noon kickoff. Big noon kickoff. From Happy Valley. <laughs> Ohio State at Penn State. Happy Valley showdown. I'm picking them bucks, man. I mean, I'm going to pick Ohio State, but I'll <laughs> let Logan go into that. Ohio State on the road at Penn State is always a challenge, regardless if it's the whiteout game or not. It is a noon game. Penn State's not doing their whiteout. Uh, but Penn State's always a tough game for Ohio State. Regardless of the spread, uh, James Franklin is one and seven against Ohio State in his coaching career. He is six and two against the spread. He wins the spread almost every time. So whatever the spread is, I think they'll get the under. Penn State, for some reason, it'll always be like a ten. Like Max will beat them ten points. It'll be one of those tough games. It'll be like a thirty to twenty final. But Ohio State is just too talented on the offensive side of the ball. And I think they have enough on defense to not give up anything uh, drastic because I think that defense has been completely overhauled by the way they have been playing. They are a top 10 defense this year. So compared to last year, they were like 86th at this point in the season. So um, Ohio State's too good against Penn State. So, yeah. Buckeyes. Yeah, I'm picking the Buckeyes. Spencer has also picked the Buckeyes, I mean, as he would have. Yeah. NFL games, Thursday night game, a game we haven't talked about tonight because there's nothing to talk about with all these NFL games. Thursday night games have been absolutely atrocious. They are painful to watch. I want to gouge my eyes out when I watch them. But it is two exciting teams you would this think. This one's not even worth watching. Let's it, be honest. It, it's funny we're talking about that, but if you look at the team's names, you would think this would be exciting to watch. Because it's Baltimore and Tampa Bay. <laughs> it is Baltimore and Tampa Bay. You talking Brady and Lamar Jackson. That sounds like an exciting game. But NFL this year has been just a lot of mid. It's been a lot of mid. I don't mean and, the be- the, and the best teams have been trash teams. The problem is that what you think would be trash. I don't even think the Buccaneers are mid. They just they're just 
su- they suck right now. They really do. You can't That's lose. Facts. You can't lose to the Panthers team that just gave away two players. That's true. And you lost to PJ Walker, not even Baker Mayfield, by 18 points. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, but that's bad. And who then pick, who you picking? I'm picking the Ravens. Fair enough. I'm also picking the Ravens. I'm picking Baltimore as well. I don't like the direction Tampa Bay is heading in right now with Tom Brady. Oh, I do. I mean, I'm it saying it feels great to see no, Tom Brady I, not at the top. Okay, I, I, I'm not meaning it like that, but I'm saying <laughs> if you want to pick Tampa, I wouldn't like picking it. <laughs> uh, Spencer. Sadly, that means it will be a Tampa Bay Buccaneers victory tonight because Spencer has picked Baltimore. Oh, so we great. have a clean sweep, which means good job, Top Brady. You're winning by 40 tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the case when we pick the same. Yes, the team. same team, specifically in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> specifically in the NFL. Fair enough. But uh, 49ers Rams in L.A., a team who also hasn't really lived up to expectations. And the 49ers, they have pieces. They're okay. They're okay. I think Again, a lot of mid. I think it's a lot of mid. I think for this game, Christian McCaffrey has a better game than last Sunday, just for the fact that last Sunday, he was what he practiced and watched film for what three, like two, three days. Not like, even more like one day. Yeah, he and had to try, or you know, he had to move practice. He got traded walk, on Thursday night and had played to get Sunday. There, had to get there for practice Friday. You don't practice on Saturdays. Yeah. <laughs> so then, and then had to play Sunday. Yeah. I think Christian McCaffrey will have a better showing in this game. I mean, the way the Rams' defense has been playing hasn't even been all that good. And this game is honestly a toss-up. I'm going to pick the 49ers, but not by much. I'm picking the Rams. I can't help it. I see Spencer picked the 49ers also. He picked the 49ers. I'm also picking San Francisco as well. Uh, Because I just don't – I don't know what I'm seeing with the Rams. It's just – it's not what I thought it would be. Stafford has – Regressed this season, and, and Jimmy this is, G. Jimmy G. Granted, he is not that. He's not great. No, but he's usually not the reason why you lose either. So, I believe McCaffrey will have a better showing. He's finally had a week under his belt out in the Bay Area to finally settle a little bit. Forty uh, ers defense to me is better right now than the Rams defense, even though they did just give up like forty four points against Mahomes. But it is Mahomes in Kansas yeah. City. <laughs> you can't do much, really. No, not really at all. Uh, I, I like San Francisco. I do. Even though it's in SoFi, for some reason, San Francisco has had McVay's number. So, San Francisco. It's kind of like San Francisco and the Packers in the playoffs. How about the real game of the week? This is the game of the week. It is the only game this week where both teams have a winning record. Yeah. And it is two teams you you thought, you know, the Ravens, Buccaneers, the 49ers, and the Rams. You know, maybe even, you know, the Bengals and the Browns with the offseason type <laughs> of getting a quarterback who can't play most of the season. But no, it is the New York football giants and your Seattle Seahawks, man. That's insane. And it's sad that this area it's sad that this area won't be able to get it on cable TV. Yeah, man. (laughs) It's gonna be a good game. Um this one's a hard one for me. It actually is. Because no one expected the Giants with a first year head coach to be in the position they are in. They're five and one. Yeah. Like if you told me that the Giants six, would be are they six and one? Oh no, there's yeah, they're six and they're one. They're six and one. Yeah. If you had told me at the beginning of the season that the Giants would be six and one, I would laugh at you. But this team, I mean, 
Danny Dimes, he's still an okay quarterback. I wouldn't call him one of the better quarterbacks this season, but that run game with Saquon. Saquon is having an unbelievable year. And he's finally... He's finally looked like the Penn State guy we fall in love with. Yes. That's what he looks like, finally. He's top three in rushing, I believe. He's top two. Top two in rushing, yeah. It is Nick Chubb, Saquon. Yeah. He's playing like the guy we all remember. Yeah. Um... But then you have on the other side, you have Geno Smith, who's Ooh. really surprised me. He's looking like one. He's he is, he, he is looking like one of the better quarterbacks in the league right now. So honestly, I mean, give me the Giants. But again, it's going to be like the San Francisco Rams game. The Giants by three. Yeah. It, 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 you also got to keep into consideration, they are traveling across the country. Yes. It is hard to travel across the country and win, and win regardless of record. You, sir, picking I my Seahawks, man. Yeah, I figured. But I'm picking my Seahawks. I figured. It uh, looks like uh, Spencer went with the Seahawks. Spencer also. also went to the Seahawks. What are you thinking, Logan? This is oddly the best game of the week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, but preseason, you would have laughed and thought these teams might be winless. <laughs> they might go all in seventeen. But you got the four and three Seahawks, the six and one Giants. It is tough, but I am going with the Giants. Not a lot of confidence. I just think they have enough to get it done. To get it done, but it's the confidence level out of one to, on a scale of one to ten is like one and a half. It, it's not that high uh, because I could easily pick the Seahawks tomorrow. Yeah. But I'm going with I'm going with the Giants. I think Saquon Barkley will be able to get just enough done. I think he'll have a day. He'll get like 120 rushing. I think he'll have a day against Seattle. And that's going to be the only reason why they win. Next game. <laughs> These games are so Who would have thought? That the Patriots- the pa- you, you talk about a Patriots-Jets game, and it's funny how the Patriots are the, the worst, are, are the worst the team in this game coming in. They're the underdog. The Jets are 5-2. Yes. 5-2. Yeah, that's interesting. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> if it wasn't for the Bills being in the same division, they'd be first right now. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. I would have never guessed that, ever. Yeah. So we'll just Given go, the Jets' history. We'll just go quick here. Uh, uh, I'm thinking Jets. We're going Jets. <laughs> I'm going with the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. It looks I'm like... A- I'm going to go with the Patriots just because yes. they're the underdog. Yes. Now the Thank Jets you. will win. Now the Jets will win. Thank the you. thing about the, Spencer Spencer did pick the Jets too. The thing about the Patriots is they got a quarterback question because last week they took Mac Jones out and put Bailey Zappi in. Sounds like but Mac Jones week, will be playing. It sounds like he's starting, but the question is, do they take him out again? Because <laughs> honestly, Who knows? that the offense for the Jets is in question, but their defense has been playing great. Sauce, Sauce Gardner has been electrifying. Defensive rookie of the year candidate, honestly. Yeah. He, he, he is the winner right now, 100%. Yeah. Um, they, it, it's just ironic to say in 2022 that the Jets are 5-2. and two. That's just something. It's and the crazy. Giants are 6-1. and one. The, the New York football teams, they're not even New York football teams. They're New Jersey. They're New Jersey teams. Yeah. But for some reason this year, they've been the like, two worst franchises in the last five years. They're the two best, well, two, two of the best right now. It's oh, crazy. Also, I just learned that the Statue of Liberty is in New York and New Jersey. <laughs> Yes, Jay. Because if you look at it on spit, the spit some spit some <laughs> spit some. Uh, I did knowledge. not. I did not believe my friend Ella when she said this. So we looked it up. 
if you go on Google Maps and like zoom in, Ellis Island is owned by New York, but the water <laughs> is New Jersey. So it's in New Jersey waters, but it's owned by the state of New York. That's crazy. It's weird. Mind blowing. I'm just absolutely mind-blowing. yeah. And so there's your fun fact. Uh, let's get these two last games real quickly out of the way. <laughs> I, we don't need to talk about them that much. But we got the Bengals and the Browns. Oh, Halloween special. Halloween special Monday night game. I we actually have a lot of success against the Bengals, no yeah. matter how bad we are. Kevin Stefanski has not lost to the Bengals as a head coach. What about now? What about now? <laughs> you, I'm picking Cleveland to win this game. I haven't picked Cleveland the last couple weeks because I just we suck. But I, there's something about playing Cincinnati that for some reason brings out the best of this team. To be fair, it, it, is, a, it is a home game, though. So. It is a home game. There's something about playing Cincinnati that brings out the best of this team randomly. I don't know what it is. It happens. We can drop 50 on them somehow. And then go on to next week and not even put up 20. Not even put up one. <laughs> <laughs> one in the NFL. No. Uh, give me the Browns. Give me my Browns. We're doing it Monday night. I'm picking the Bengals. I'm picking the Bengals. That's you pick the Bengals too. All right, that was quick. That was good. <laughs> Last game, the game that no one cares about. Literally nobody. You know I'm not going to watch. The Dolphins and the Lions. I'm picking the Dolphins. I don't really need to explain. Yeah. Dolphins. I'm just I'm going to throw the Lions a bone. <laughs> well, and Spencer just... picks the Dolphins too, so it looks like the Lions are winning by 50. Hey, man. Oh, you you picked the Lions? I'm picking Lions, man. Looks like the Lions are winning. Looks looks like uh, looks like Nick's trying to go and win every single game this week. That's what it's looking like. <laughs> uh, that is a wrap on this very long episode. This is the longest episode we will produce. It's about an hour and a half long. It's been a good one though. We talked about Dang. a lot of different things. We finally got beats yeah. in this conversation, which is good because it's that the is ball our, it is the Ball and Beats podcast after all. So, yeah. Uh, we appreciate you com- for coming on and taking some time out of your day to talk to us. I appreciate to us. you guys having me on here, Yeah, man. for real. Yes, man, sir. it's been fun. We had to do it again. Cool. We had to get Spencer on here. Too. We're going to have to get Spencer on so we can do a full talk Yeah, all together. I'm yeah, game. For sure. Bet. Uh, keep on listening to Ball and Beats podcast on Spotify. Uh, Go check out the FCC while you're at it. I will add the link in the description, and you can <laughs> see the name for yourself. Uh <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to Ball and Beats Podcast. We will see you again next week. Take care and peace.